Mission Control, we are go for spitballing. Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome to the Spitballing with Ecom Elite Podcast. Spending time dropping knowledge from luxury locations all around the world. It's seven-figure entrepreneurs, Todd Snively and Chris Keith, with the inside scoop on how to really obtain freedom through e-commerce. Get ready to learn how to make money online with your hosts, Todd and Chris. So, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Man, that intro. Explosion. Awesome rockin' music and luxurious locations around the world. Well, I am I'm doing this first podcast from the tropical location of New Hampshire. Hey everybody, my name is Chris Keith. I'm the Chris of Todd and Chris. And I uh, you're gonna you're gonna be able to listen to my intro, my voice here after five or six episodes with Todd. You may be thinking, what the heck, man? These guys are just pretending to be together and pretending to be a business. They're not ever together. Well, we will be soon. We're doing a couple independent podcasts here on our own. Next week, actually, we are headed to China. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our podcast. For sure, our intent is to do nothing but inform, educate, and motivate. And Todd has been gracious enough to share a lot of his information, his story. He is a fascinating dude with an amazing background. I wish mine were equally as fascinating and interesting. Probably not so. It is, however, hopefully, going to be informational and I think for a good number of folks coming from a similar background, motivational. Let me start out by um, by saying my background is uh, pretty straightforward, similar to many folks, I think. But it's, it's you know, am, am I going to be doing a TED Talk somewhere on super motivational? He had to overcome all this adversity? No. I think, however, this is going to resonate with folks that uh, that that are struggling doing the same thing, doing the same thing that I'm doing that I did, kind of walking a similar path. Currently, I uh, I am partnered with Todd in the and in, in one of our businesses is Ecom Elite. I had um, I guess I would best call myself a recovering corporate guy. That's the best way to explain um, what what I did, where I came from. Todd has been at the independent entrepreneurial game longer than I. Uh, going on a decade and a half plus, and mine is more of a career type uh, uh, role. I mean, that's that's really what I did for years. I was a I was an employee. I was a model employee. Did really well by the companies I worked for, but I knew I wanted something different. So one of the businesses is Ecom Elite. I did run an Amazon business. Uh, I built that to a couple million, and I sold that. I launched another one, and uh, I'm running that business quite successfully. And I also partnered with Todd on a few things. He uh, we do some products together. We do some products separately, uh, all to keep uh, um, our fingers uh, in the mix of what's working in e-commerce, what is not, what's working in, in, in Amazon, what is not. And my true calling, my passion is teaching, helping, educating. You'll see that with a little bit of my background. So let me jump into it. I, uh, I grew up in the northeast of the United States of America, uh, mostly Maine and New Hampshire. Those two little, well, New Hampshire small, two smallish New England towns. And I grew up probably lower middle class, um, middle class to lower middle class. I, my mom didn't work, um, two wonderful parents, but my mom didn't work until well into high school. And my dad worked a pretty simple, uh, pretty straightforward blue slash white collar job. Uh, we didn't travel a lot, didn't go a lot of luxurious vacations, but I had a great upbringing, pretty simple, um, a lot of fun trips in the woods and doing things like that, uh, living on the lake. 
Uh, my grandparents had a place in the lake, so I spent a time in, in the lakes of Maine and New Hampshire, enjoyed it immensely. So because we didn't grow up with means, I wanted to go to college, ended up being a pretty bright guy and wanted to go to college, but I ended up paying for college on my own, 100%. Um, this was a time when, <laughs> going back a few years, <clears throat> this is a time when I think you could afford, we could afford to pay for school in cash. I did that all on my own, actually. And during that time in college, I actually worked as a, uh, a paint contractor, painting contractor, if you will. I, I, I worked with a company, worked for a company that actually employed and, and coached college students on being an entrepreneur. So that really was my first entry into what entrepreneurialism is. No one really in my family was an entrepreneur, didn't have a lot of business owners. Um, that was just a path a lot of people take, kind of a job type role, right? So I didn't have a lot of entrepreneurs in my background. And that just made sense to me to go to college, get a degree in something. I really didn't know what direction I wanted to go. I, I am a, I'm an interesting personality. And you'll come to find this and hear this with, uh, with the podcast as we do it. Todd and I talk about spitballing, uh, call it brainstorming, number of different, number of different things we, we call it. But ours is spitballing. We have a lot of different ideas. And we've, Todd has, I have done a number of different jobs, a number of different roles. Todd has a number of different businesses. I've worked for a number of different companies. And intellectually, that was quite stimulating. That expression, the jack of all trades, master of none, that probably defines me well, which is really frustrating when you go to college and try to find a degree. I am envious most of the time, truly. I'm envious of the people that say, I want to be a writer. And they are a writer or a journalist, and that is their passion. That is what they do. They know exactly what they want to do, and they do it and do it well. I had never had a thought in my head during my entire lifetime that I wanted to do some, do that one thing, to be a, a soccer player, to be a writer, to be a um, nutritionist, to be a even a business owner, to be an accountant, any number of things where people can do a job, do a role, <clears throat> stick to that, stick to that role, do that, only that role, and make that their career. I didn't have it. But that was challenging when I went to college. I started out in electrical engineering, and I, I like a little bit about a lot of things. Great as an entrepreneur, not so great as you're trying to hone in on a degree and get a piece of paper or certificate from an from a, 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 a institution of higher learning, right? So there I was, started out in electrical engineering, and I uh, went, ended up in psychology. But as I said, during that entire time in college, I worked as a painting contractor to learn how to run my own business, actually. And I was pretty successful at it. I ended up, this was during the late 80s, very early 90s, 89 and 92 or so, 93. I ran a company, ran a company during the summertime that ended up being three or $400,000 in revenue which was huge by most standards. I didn't really, I didn't realize it at the time, just how huge that was, but I think that's a, um, I, I think it's a sizable accomplishment. So I ended up um, running that, in hindsight, it was, a, it was a great accomplishment. At the time, it was just me and my friends and getting friends, friends of friends, to paint houses for the summertime. So that allowed me a great deal of flexibility and freedom, I earned well, I earned money, put myself through school, I could afford an apartment and uh, ended up working a couple jobs during the, during my college years. And yes, I ended up following the, uh, psychology and, and had, had that, uh, had that um, training. Did absolutely nothing with it. 
But during my time at school, I realized I liked the entrepreneurial side or I liked the sales part of selling, um, selling paint jobs, selling contracting services. And I thought, well, sales is a sales is a real job. Sales is a real career, right? I could definitely do something related to that. And that's why I chose for most of my career moving forward, a sales type role. And um, I had a really fun time doing uh, doing that job in different forms and different iterations throughout the course of my life. I tended to work for small to medium sized manufacturers. I was certainly proud of some of the work I did with jumping in. Um, well, you'll hear Todd and I say this a lot as an expression we use, and that's jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. You'll hear us say that a lot. That's kind of an entrepreneurial sort of cliche statement. It's a, or jump in the deep end of the pool, whatever expression you want to use. But it's basically, yeah, sure, I'll do that and then figure it out. Um, a lot of what uh, you probably hear with this, po- this podcast, you say, man, I listen to those other podcasts and they sound really polished and awesome. Yep, don't care. We just kind of figure stuff out on the fly and say, we should do a podcast because people want to hear some information and want to hear from us. And when they're driving to work, they want to learn our story and connect with us a little bit. Great. Well, just lay down some tracks, throw it up on iTunes and wham, there you go. Could we have spent years and months and, and time figuring it out or getting just the right the compression uh, recording software and the right compression on the recordings and intros and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Not our style. Just not our style. Because one of the... Um, one of my more proud moments early on in my career, as in my late 20s, I had no training when it came to an MBA and accounting and international negotiations. And you can get a degree in all these things, right? I had nothing. I had my stupid degree for psychology, which taught me nothing, but I had some basic fundamental knowledge of business and how business worked. I looked at, and I continue to look at, and here's the lesson for the day, the simple simple view of whatever puzzle you're trying to solve. Starting your own business, starting your own company, each element of that business and that company is a little puzzle to solve on your own. This specific example I want to give you is I worked for a medium, very small manufacturer at the time. Small manufacturer, they started out themselves in New Hampshire in a garage, literally, that old cliche, like Hewlett Packard and everything else. They started in their garage and it was process cooling equipment is what it was basically a heat exchanger. They would take hot water and they'd make it cool, or they would pr- they would keep it at a very specific um, temperature control for semiconductor processing, for lasers, for medical device, really, really cool technologies. Well, this company started out in their garage. I hit them, I, I started working for them when I think they were around nine or $10 million a year in revenue. After about after about two or three years of those guys, they'd grown the revenue really quite large to about 18 or 19 million a year in revenue. Tremendous growth for a company like that. They were, I, at the time I didn't know it, but they were getting positioned to sell. And a lot of the semiconductor manufacturing was in Southeast Asia, Singapore and Taiwan and um, Malaysia. That's where a lot of chip manufacturing was going on at the time. And so a lot of the equipment from this manufacturer in New Hampshire was being installed in Southeast Asia. Well, in order to service said items, they were having to be crated up, boxed up, shipped from Southeast Asia back to the United States. So the company said to me, hey, young, crazy, ridiculously uh, underpaid. For, for <laughs> I wasn't underpaid at the time, but if they, would, if they were to put a resume out there that said, hey, we need someone that's familiar with international business that's willing to travel to Southeast Asia to set up sales and service offices, develop 
distribution channels, service networks uh, um, for our, a manufacturing company, they would have probably had to pay that person $200,000, $300,000 a year and you know business travel expenses and, and, and business class and otherwise, and they didn't want to do that because they were trying to position the company, sell the company, and they saw me, who was uh, pretty silly about jumping off the plane, jumping off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. They said, hey, you, you've done really well in sales. Can you do that? Do you want to try to do that job? And I said, yeah, of course I do, because that's like totally in my wheelhouse. Yeah. No, I'd never been, aside from one trip to London, I'd never been outside the country before. Lucky, maybe. And I've got a story on that later on about a headhunter later on in my life. Talk about calling me lucky. But anyways, lucky, maybe. Fortuitous, certainly. But when an opportunity came up, I just said, screw it. I'm just going to do that. I did that job really, really well. Enjoyed it. And that, 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 that's a theme that'll come up later on. I'll talk about my travels to Asia and Southeast Asia and that kind of stuff. But um, I enjoyed that immensely and had huge success with it. But I was a sales position. I did sales and, uh, like I said, service and built some distribution network distributors, worked with distributors in Southeast Asia. I also learned, I learned, interestingly enough, when people are yelling at you and really mad, uh, except they're yelling in another language, doesn't affect me too much. It's kind of funny. It's really context, isn't it? Like when someone's yelling at you, and you don't know what they're saying. Not so bad. So I, I learned ridiculous life lessons like that. But I learned how to look at a problem and realize I can figure it out. I can solve it. I I will learn how to do it, even if I don't know how to do it today. And that positioned me in my mindset into, okay, okay. I kind of get this. I get this whole I get this whole business thing is not so much MBA and accounting and spreadsheets and that kind of stuff as much as it is, as I said earlier, solving those puzzles, figuring those pieces out, taking a step back and saying, okay, I'll get I'll get my answers somewhere. That was, like I said, mid uh, late 90s at that time, early 2000. A lot harder then to find answers answers to your questions nowadays. My goodness, is now the time to start a business? The information and resources we have at our fingertips are crazy. Anyways, so my career took me through that type of role, sales and the sales type of role, uh, for numerous uh, businesses, numerous companies. And in my next uh, next episode, I'll uh, I'll share a couple more of those uh, examples. But I did sales and service and, and uh, uh, sales, sales director, and then was uh, ne next in line for a vice president role. I kind of moved up the corporate ladder. Very interesting times where it took longer for me than most probably. It wasn't until my my uh, late 30s, early 40s, late late 30s, where I really said, you know, I, I'm, I need to get serious about this. I, I'm, I'm tired of working for somebody else. I'm really tired of working for other people. As much as I enjoyed the businesses that I worked for and and that those companies were smaller, I was really entrepreneurial-ish, but I still was not running my own show. And people ask, what what was it? Was it some massive event? Was it was it was it a thing that really pushed you over the edge? And and, and there wasn't. There was there was not any one thing for me. It was just a a collection of. Uh, thoughts and ideas I had through the years. So that's why in my early, late 30s, early 40s, I said, enough, I'm going to run my own company and I want to do it with a couple things in mind. I want to be geographically independent because I saw business owners and I saw that, that guy or that gal that was, she was running a flower shop or he was a landscaper or there was plumbers or people were running um, any types of smallish businesses 
they were really tied to their business. And I realized, wait a minute, like many others, I read the four hour work week and that idea of being able to outsource your, your business and find people around the world that could do it. My little bit of experience traveling to Southeast Asia, I realized what could be done remotely. And I realized, okay, now is the time. I want to make the decision. So for those out there saying, but man, how, how do you just decide one day to run a business? Now you're running multiple multi-million dollar businesses. How, how do you do that? How, how did that happen? It wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a thing where this happened, so that happened. Nope. It was a decision to finally say, that's it. I'm going to do it. So I'll talk more about that in the coming episodes here on what that exactly looked like. But if you're listening to this, if you found us, if you're if you're already a part of Ecom Elite, you probably know this story. Story. If you're not, and you're hearing that for the first time, if you're if you're right on that the cusp, if you're right on the edge of yourself, saying, "Man, I'm I'm just tired. I'm sick and tired of being tired, and I want to change. I want to do something. I want to finally break through." Well, you're talking to uh, you're listening to uh, two of the right guys to help help at least motivate you and, and get you there. I had that same decision. I had that that same moment to say, I'm going to change this. I want my time to be my time. I'm tired of trading my I'm tired of trading my hours for dollars. And when I travel somewhere, I want to do it on my time. I don't want to do it on somebody else's for somebody else's purpose. I want to know that when I'm more efficient at my job, I am compensated exponentially for that, not just incrementally not just that one, two, three percent raise. I know that if I can double my throughput, I can double my salary, double my income. That doesn't come with a job. It just doesn't. And I realized that. I realized that finally saying, okay, enough is enough. And I also realized that the job is not as steady and stable as I think a lot of us hope or wish or believe it to be. I don't need a dental plan. I don't need insurance. Insurance you can buy on the open market yourself. Millions and millions and millions of people do that. I don't need two weeks of paid vacation. There's not a lot of things I need. I wanted to create that on my own. So here I am, business partners with Todd Snively, one of the coolest dudes in the world. We're running a podcast. We're running a community called Ecom Elite. We're uh, hopefully you could guys can join us there. If not, keep on listening to this podcast. Keep on listening to our stories and uh, tips, tricks, information and training on how you too can break out, do your own thing, become the entrepreneur, and run the life you want to. So I look forward to talking to you guys in upcoming episodes.